Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Well, friends, like I said at the beginning of Mass, it's, uh, it's just always good to come back to, to the old home parish and have some time with uh, with all of you, the people who, uh, I don't know, prayed me into this vocation. You got me into this. It's your fault. So I'm, I'm happy to, to come back and, and uh, just share the gift of my priesthood with you. So if you lost track of where I am, I'm down in Wadsworth. Uh, I've been there for this. I'm now in my fourth year at Sacred Heart of Jesus in Wadsworth. And um, yeah, I took a little, little week off this week to kind of rest post-Christmas, and it was much needed. So anyway, enough about me. Let's get into the gospel. I, I, there's a few things I want to share about this gospel this morning. Um, if you've seen the Chosen series, who's seen the Chosen series? The Chosen series, if you haven't seen it yet, that could be a 2024 resolution for you. Watch the Chosen series. But they depict this gospel that we have today so beautifully. This Jesus calling Philip, Philip going uh, and finding Nathaniel, Nathaniel being despondent. I don't know, can anything good come from Nazareth? Um, <clears throat> and the whole scene, it's just really beautifully done. So. If, you, if it helps your imagination to see kind of things depicted, go see it in the Chosen series. Here's the first question I want to ask that I think is important to look at this. What, what's with Nathaniel's response to, to Jesus, to his encounter with Jesus, right? It seems a bit over the top. At least it does to me, right? So you've got, let me just replay the tape. So Jesus says of Nathaniel, he's walking towards him. Here's a true child of Israel. There's no duplicity in him. And Nathaniel said to him, how do you know me? And Jesus answered and said, Before Philip called you, I saw you under the fig tree. And then Nathanael says, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You're the King of Israel. It's like, whoa. Like, what? It just seems a bit disproportionate, right? Like, I saw, like, I saw you under the fig tree, and now all of a sudden he's making this wild declaration that this man here is the Son of God, the King of Israel. What's going on with this? What's with this leap? So understand that, to understand that you have to try and get a little Old Testament background to understand what Nathaniel was doing under this fig tree and why that matters. So Nathaniel, like many faithful Jews at the time of Jesus, uh, Nathaniel was, like all of them, looking forward to and longing for the coming of Messiah, right? The coming of the anointed one, the Christos. That's what Messiah means, Mashiach in Hebrew, the one who is smeared with oil who would come to gather the tribes to set right what's gone wrong through sin and division and would conquer and confront the enemies of Israel, right? So they're looking forward to and longing for the time when Messiah would come. And what he was doing under this fig tree is he was enacting, embodying one of the messianic prophecies. This was a thing that the faithful Jews would do is they would embody these messianic prophecies. For example... Uh, think of Isaiah, or think of Ezekiel, where you hear that in the days of the Messiah, this river of life will come pouring forth from the temple. And this river will irrigate the ground, and there'll be fruit trees whose fruit sprouts every month and whose leaves are used for medicine. Remember this, remember this verse? Remember this? So that's one of the messianic prophecies. So what they would do to kind of like anticipate the coming of that day is every year on one of the particular feasts, which I can't remember right now, but they would, they would take hundreds of gallons of water into the temple and pour it over the altar, down through the temple, out into the, out, down the steps, out into the sanctuary. 
So they were, they were embodying, they were enacting what it would be like when this river of life came. Or another one, when the days of Messiah, they will need no light from lamps to the sun. Like the, the days of Messiah, the sun will, there'll be no more darkness, right? It'll be endless light. And so one of the things that they did is they set up these, they erected these massive menorahs, these lampstands around the temple, huge, huge menorahs, and filled them with oil. And this part's a little bit weird, but it's true. They would use the undergarments of the high priests. I'm not making this up. They would use the undergarments of the high priests to be like the wicks in these menorahs. It's kind of a weird part of their job. I'm glad that's not part of my job anymore. Anyway, they used the priest's underwear to make these lamps. And they lit these lamps for several days. So you had these huge menorahs surrounding the, the, the temple, creating this sense of constant light, okay? So they were embodying this messianic prophecy. So what's Nathaniel doing? What's Nathaniel doing? He's embodying a very powerful, very important messianic prophecy from the prophet Micah, right? Micah chapter 4, verse 4, where you hear, everyone will sit under their own vine and under their own fig tree and no one will make them afraid. For the Lord Almighty has spoken. So he's sitting under this fig tree, sitting under this vine, embodying and enacting this messianic prophecy. He's not just sitting under the shade, he's embodying his own heart's deepest longing for things to be set right. And Jesus comes and speaks directly into that and says, I see you. I saw you. Like, I saw you there under that fig tree. When he asked him, how do, you, how do you know me? I saw your heart in that deepest of longing. I want us to linger with that for just a moment. When Nathaniel asking that question, how do you know me? Friends, if I could just suggest anything for your prayer for today or for this week, is to, to linger with that question. To ask Jesus that question, how, how do you know me? Because there's two layers to that question, right? There's the first layer, the kind of pragmatic layer that Nathaniel's asking, like, how do you know that? That's that layer. But then on a deeper layer, how do you know me? Like, what is it like to be known by Jesus? What is it like to be known by him? He says, I saw you. I see you. How does he know us? Thoroughly. Completely, without remainder. He sees and knows everything. Right? There's no part of him that's just baffled or mystified or there's any part of us that's in the dark. Like he sees us and knows us completely. There's no hiding. And that should terrify us if it weren't the case that he is nothing but mercy, that he is nothing but goodness, that he's nothing but tenderness. Or as St. John says in that first reading, that God is greater than our hearts. He's greater than our hearts, and he knows everything. Like, he's greater than, he's greater than, he, like, he knows what's in there. He knows of what we're made. He knows what's in our hearts, and he says, I love you. I love you. He's greater than our hearts. It's a hard and scary thing to, to really let ourselves be seen and known. But man, to be seen and known by mercy, that's freedom. That's joy. So, friends, on this feast of St. John Neumann, who I didn't even talk about in this homily. He's a great guy. You should look him up. I'd encourage us to take that question to prayer, how do you know me? And to spend some time with that line from St. John, that God is greater than our hearts. 
Like, whatever your desires are. Like, back to Nathaniel. He couldn't have imagined, right? He thought he knew the depth of his own longing. He thought he knew the depth of his own heart. He couldn't have even imagined what God had in store for his longing, what he had in store for his heart. That's why Jesus says, you think you see, like, wait until you see what I got to show you. It's going to be amazing. Amen.